If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I have heard and read several Glitch in the Matrix stories that kind of prove that both cats and dogs exist outside of the confines of the Matrix. But I have a bird that seems to be able to operate outside of it as well. I have two cockatiels that have been together since they were hatched, and I came into them a few years ago. The pair are two boys, one named Froggy, and one named Chipper. Yeah, I know that they're dumb names, but it's what the previous owners had called them, and I'm not going to change them now. Chipper is a fairly calm and normal bird. He's really sweet and very friendly, but also very patient and calm while being handled. Froggy, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. He doesn't mind being held or handled, but he is energetic as hell. He likes to fly around as much as he can, he sings any chance he gets, and he also likes to nip at people for the fun of it. He's also the one of them that I personally believe is able to do things that he should not be able to do. What's weird is that he's done the same thing twice, but in the opposite way. It'll make sense here in a few minutes. The first time that he confused me happened about six months ago. I had both Froggy and Chipper out of their cages while I was home working because they like to walk around. And I have the room cleaned up enough that they won't cause any problems. I let them out of their cage during the day, but I don't let them out of their room. And they're pretty well happy with this arrangement. So, I was working in the room with them, doing what I needed with Chipper sitting on my shoulder and whistling randomly, when I noticed that Froggy was nowhere to be seen. I looked around in all of his hiding places, under the desk, on top of the bookshelf, and then I turned around to look, and I noticed that he was in his cage, dozing off on his perch. It confused me because... There was no way that he could have gotten back into his cage. I close it up when they're out, so that they're kind of forced to stay out of it for a while. I just accepted that maybe I had left the door open and he figured out how to close it, and I just didn't notice it. It wasn't like me at all, but I accepted the possibility for that event. It was the second thing that Froggy did that confused the hell out of me. A few days after that, I had a pretty bad headache in the middle of the day, somewhere around noon, so I decided that I needed to go ahead and get them back in the cage while I took a short nap. I get them in, I lock the cage, and I shut the door to the office where the cage is. Then I go to the couch to lie down. I fell asleep for a little while, and then I woke up to a bit of a pinching feeling on my nose. I opened my eyes confused, and I looked down and 
what do I see but Froggy sitting on my chest and nipping at my nose. Then he makes his little chirp song when he notices I'm awake. It took me a few moments to really have what was happening click. At first I chuckled at it because I thought it was cute that he was waking me up, but then it clicked that he shouldn't be out of his cage, nor should he be in the living room. I pick him up off of my chest and I sit up, and then I look over to the office. The door was shut, like completely shut and latched. I thought that maybe the door could have just shut itself with the weight of the door, despite the fact that that has literally never happened, and I just went to go get him back in his cage. Much to my surprise, his cage was still shut and locked, and Chipper was just sitting there staring at me like, why is he out and I'm not? The whole time, I'm trying to get Froggy back in the cage, he's sitting on my shoulder bouncing up and down and singing like he was just happily celebrating a victory. I honestly have no idea how we got out of the cage, much less the room. The cage door was latched, and the room door was also shut, so I don't see how the little dude could have gotten out, but he did. At this point, I'm just assuming that Froggy has mastered the art of teleportation through the Matrix, and because he's a simple little guy, he just uses that power to get into and out of his cage for the fun of it. I've been watching your channel for a while now, and I finally decided to submit my experiences with Glitches in the Matrix. Before we begin, I'm overall a very down-to-earth person, and I always try to understand the unexplainable. While most of the time I find ways to rationalize strange events, I have two stories, both of which I'm not able to rationalize no matter how hard I try. Here they are. Event 1. This first event happened a few months ago, back in February of 2022. It was a day like any other for me. I woke up, showered, got dressed, ate breakfast, and went on with my day. That night, I remember preparing for bed and putting my socks that I wore that day in the bin with all my other messy laundry that I had to get done, eventually. I soon slipped into bed and dozed off ready for the next day. When I woke up, I repeat the same routine. I get out of bed, showered, got dressed, except for one thing. In my sock drawer were the exact same pair of socks that I wore the day before. How could this have happened? I rushed to check the dirty laundry bin, and sure enough, the socks were not there. Confused, I put the socks back into the drawer, thinking, Wow, I must have been more tired than I thought if I really put these socks back in the drawer. I continue on with my day, and the strange experience of the morning soon leaves my mind as time goes on. That night, before bed, I do the same thing. I put the socks that I used that day into the dirty laundry bin, and I head to bed. I wake up the next morning, but when I get dressed, again I realize that the pair of socks I wore the day before were back in the drawer. 
Now, I was extremely confused because I know that I put those socks into the laundry bin. At this point, I was really beginning to question my sanity. I remember putting the socks in the bin, but here they were, in the drawer, as if they had never even been touched. I continued on with my day, trying to push the experience out of my mind, but unlike the day before, it wouldn't leave so easily. That night, I made sure that my socks were in the bin. I remembered looking at the bin and thinking to myself, okay, the socks are in the laundry bin, if I wake up tomorrow and the socks are gone, there's a problem. After that, mildly stressed and anxious for the following morning, I head off to sleep. Upon waking up the following morning, I check my sock bin. This time, the socks are right where I left them, in the bin, ready to be washed. I'm dumbfounded at this point. I was fully expecting the socks to be back in my drawer, as they had been for the last two days. I wondered if I truly was going insane, and I was putting my socks back into the drawer those days. The thing is, I remember the socks being in the bin when I went to bed. To this day, I have zero explanation as to what happened with those socks. Was it just a really faulty memory, or was the Matrix trying to tell me to do my laundry? Event 2. This event happened back in April of this year. Now, back in 2021, my aunt was diagnosed with cancer, and sadly, after a long battle, she lost the fight. She passed away back in January of this year, and it was a tough time for everyone. Now, let's fast forward a few months into April. I'm just on my phone, scrolling Reddit, when I suddenly get a message from Snapchat. Now, I never use Snapchat. The only reason I have it is because sometimes my friends will send me photos, but I rarely use the app myself. So, you can imagine my surprise when my aunt's account added me on Snapchat. I originally was surprised and then mildly terrified. I knew it was my aunt's account because... The account was connected to my aunt's number that was in my phone. Now I know that my aunt's phone was given to my cousin, so I thought that my cousin added me via my aunt's phone. But my cousin deleted Snapchat off of that phone because they didn't have a need for it. That raises the question, who added me on Snapchat then? I like to think that it was my aunt's looking down on me and just checking in, but... Who knows? Maybe the Matrix forgot that she was dead. Well, that's the end of my stories, and I hope you enjoyed. Sorry if it was rambly or long, I wrote this at midnight. But thanks for reading, and have a good day. Hello to all who are listening. This account of mine is 100% true, and I felt the need to share, well, because while these events are freaky, they're also kind of cool, give or take. Lately, some very strange things have been happening to me, but the thing is that I think it's because of something I did. 
I've always been a believer in manifestation and changing your timeline. If you haven't heard of the two-cup method, it's a method where you fill two cups with water and write down everything about your current reality on the first glass. Example, current job, relationship, feelings about your current situation, etc. And then, on the second glass, you write down the desired reality that you want. Example, I want to get paid more, be more successful, have a better love life, achieve this and that, and so on. Then, you meditate for a minute and pour the water from your current reality glass into your desired reality glass, and drink the entire thing. It doesn't need to be a huge cup, like it's a forced drinking situation, but just a normal-sized glass. Water is known to be a great conduit for energy, and when you meditate your intentions into the glass and drink it, your energy aligns with those desires. This might not be something that some believe in, but from my own experience, it's real. Well, I did just that. Twice. Both within the same week as I had forgotten to add some stuff the first time. I only did this a few months ago, and in the span of three short months, it all happened. Again, I only did this cup method twice, just days apart, within the same week. I wrote on my desired reality cup, my relationship further blossoms. It happened. My boyfriend and I are closer by leagues. I'm more successful in my profession. It happened. I've improved a ton on my work. I'm motivated. Which happened. My lifetime idol in my profession messaged me admiring my work and followed me. Which made me not only cry for about three hours, but it motivated me permanently. I have a best friend. It happened. Yes, a simple friend of mine and I grew to become each other's very best friends. We even used to butt heads and honestly not even like each other that much. But we grew to become like sisters, and we trust each other with our lives. We even safely know each other's deepest secrets and feelings. I'm healthier, which happened. I went to a doctor's appointment, convinced several things were wrong, and I've been completely healthy. I also have been craving healthier foods. I've been taking more walks and have oddly been way more hungry and have eaten so much food without gaining a pound. Like, my metabolism sped up. So, there's the proof of that. But these haven't been the only things that have happened. I've started to experience really obvious and unexplainable glitches. These have been occurring randomly and don't even pertain to what I listed on my cup. Not manifestation stuff, but very real glitches. Incident 1. The first incident happened, I believe, one to two days after I did the method. The second time I did it, not the first. I live on the fourth and top story of my apartment building, and I have a balcony. My view is that of the parking lot, and a bunch of houses on the streets, so... I'm always either people watching, seeing what other people are up to, I promise not in a creepy way, or just looking outside. There's this one house in particular that this older man lives in and it's closest to my building. 
I was out on my balcony enjoying the evening when I see him pull up in his red car. I've lived here for over three years now, and it has always been red with the specific sticker on his front bumper. I looked away for not even ten seconds, and when I looked back, his car was gray. I froze and just said out loud to myself, Hey, yo, what the frick? I started thinking, oh well, maybe he just pulled out and someone else came home. And then I remembered that he lives alone, and that the now gray car has the same bumper sticker on it, the one that's always been there. So it was the same car. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. It was also parked in the same spot, so it's not possible for him to have walked out, as he walks fairly slow anyways, so definitely not, and then gotten in his car and pulled away in under 10 seconds in order for a different car to pull into that spot. It's just not possible. After looking at the car with one eyebrow raised for what was probably three minutes straight, I realized I had to use the restroom. So, I headed inside for a few minutes. As I made my way back to my balcony chair, I looked back at the car, and it was red again. My eyes widened and I said, Okay, no. What the actual hell? Again, but even louder. A neighbor even looked up at me confused, and her facial expression was like, What? I'm pretty sure that my eye even started twitching for a minute because my brain felt like it was being deceived. Up to this day, i still never been able to explain it, nor have I told anyone else other than my best friend and my boyfriend out of fear that people might think I'm crazy, even though I know what I saw. Incident 2 Oddly, this incident regards the same house and has to do with cars again. One night, maybe a few weeks later, I was out on my balcony again, as per usual, enjoying the nice evening and pretty sky. Again, I see this same neighbor as the incident before pull up into his driveway, except this time a black car with a woman inside pulled in behind him. He parked in his usual spot, and she parked on the side of his house, as the driveway spans there. I saw them both get out of their cars and walk inside together. I got a notification on my phone and looked away, about 15 seconds later, and her car was gone, and his car was in the spot that she had just parked in. How the heck is this possible, and what the heck is going on with this house? There's no way that, in only 15 seconds, this second incident could have happened. Incident 3. I have three tattoos. One on my left ribcage, one on my right ribcage, and a newer one on my right arm. This incident just recently happened, so every detail from this occurrence is still pretty vivid. I'm 28, and obviously my long-term partner is going to see my ribcage area. You surely get what I mean. Well, one evening about two weeks ago as I was changing, my boyfriend, let's call him W., took notice of the tattoo on my left ribcage and raised his eyebrow confused. I looked at him and said, What's wrong? He put his book down. When did you get that tattoo? I was taken aback. 
W, I've had this tattoo since two years before we even met. He looked really surprised. What? I've never seen it or noticed it before. I finished putting on my shirt and got into the bed. I looked him straight in the eyes and said, We've been together for four years now. That's a long time. And you've seen that area essentially the entire time we've been dating. I know that you've seen it. His eyes widened with confusion. Dana, I swear I've never seen that before. I know you got your arm tattoo recently, and I genuinely thought this one was just another tattoo that you got. Don't get me wrong, I like it, and I don't mind all your tattoos, but I've just never seen that one. I put my hand on his shoulder and cozied up to him and asked, W, are you sure you're okay? He put his hand on my lap and looked me deep in my eyes in complete seriousness and said, I promise, I'm perfectly okay. So I continued, I don't get it though. You've literally seen me without my shirt on almost every day for four years straight. You've seen me in many bathing suits too. He shrugged. I know, but I have no idea. I know I would have 1000% noticed that by now. That's why I'm so taken aback. It was a bit much for me. Actually, probably for the both of us. And at that point, I realized that we were likely not going to find an explanation. At least, not right then. Even if we talked for hours about it, so I just calmly said, okay, and let it go. And then we watched a show that I liked on TV to forget about what had just happened. We continued to watch the show until we both fell asleep. We both brushed it off and haven't spoken about it again since. I think I accidentally shifted to a reality where I'm with a different W. Or perhaps in this new reality, the other me that was here shifted somewhere else and now I'm here. Either he shifted or I did. Either way, if we're coming to realistic terms, there's really no plausible or logical explanation for this, considering he is also insanely observant of everything in general, too. I've had this specific tattoo for six and a half years now, and I've been in this relationship with W for four. So, yeah. When I shifted, maybe the universe brought a new W to mine, too, and we met halfway? I think I possibly shifted to a new one, and his consciousness unknowingly shifted into the same one that I did. I mean, things have also been so much better these last few months than ever before. We had a great relationship already, but something changed. Something has shifted so positively between us, to the point where an engagement is now soon in the cards. I'm not sure what's happening with it. I don't mind it, but this incident kind of freaked me out. If any of you have any other theories, please, I would love to know, and I'll read the comments if this ends up getting posted. Then, Incident 4. My bedroom air vent is now a foot further towards the door, and I've noticed other small changes, such as my smoke detector moving a few feet to a different spot on the ceiling and a new one in the hallway right outside of the guest bathroom, and maintenance would have notified me via email and a written letter, but they didn't. I have many more incidents, but these are a few that really stand out. 
again, these things have been super cool because the shifting is working out every day. But it's also freaky because of these external glitches that continue to occur and will likely continue to occur. Back when I was in my early 20s, I worked for a certain retail store that doesn't really exist anymore. It's a certain store that started with a K and ended with a major bankruptcy. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Anyways, I worked for Kmart, and I was in my 20s, as I said, and I had the amazing job of cleaning up the store when people made it a mess which was incredibly frequent. There was one weekend near the end of the year where we were running a number of sales to try and make higher sales numbers for the Christmas season, and I was working double shifts because I was the only janitor that was employed at the store at that time. My town is decent-sized, and while I like to believe that I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people... There's no way that I could know everybody, but we did have a lot of people coming in and buying a ton of stuff for the holidays. It was in the middle of one of my shifts. I was running the floor cleaner over one half of the store, and I pulled down an aisle that had a few young ladies standing there checking out the makeup. I try not to push the cleaner down aisles where there were people, but by the time I noticed they were there, I had already made the turn, so I just figured I would take it slow. As I got closer, I noticed one of the girls a little more than the other, because she was, to me, incredibly attractive, but also somewhat familiar. I was single at the time, and like I said, in my 20s, so... I puffed up a bit and tried to clean the floor with some extra gusto. I approached the trio, and I kind of tried to make eye contact with the one that I wanted to notice me by glancing over at her every few moments. Then, the weirdest thing happened to me. She looked up at me, and we made eye contact, and I felt like I knew her. I don't mean that she just kind of looked familiar... I felt like I knew her very well. As I approached, I slowed the floor cleaner and the two of us just locked eyes and stared for a few moments. After a couple of seconds, she sort of tilted her head and said, Tony? Tony, my last name? And I immediately responded with, Claire. Claire, her last name. Right? It felt as if the two of us had known each other for years, though I know for a fact that neither of us had ever seen the other before this exact moment. We both tried to place where we knew each other for a few moments. I asked where she went to high school, and she mentioned that she attended a school an entire state over, and she had just moved there. We talked about summer camps we attended, places we'd worked... Hell, we even started talking about family to see if maybe the other was a friend of the family. Neither of us could place the other person at all. There was literally no way that we knew each other or could have known the other one prior to this moment. 
we knew each other's names, and I felt like I knew what she liked and who she was as a person. It was one of the weirdest moments of my life, as it was like the second we met eyes, we each downloaded the other person's information, if that makes sense. We really could not place the other person in our lives anywhere, but it almost felt like we were long childhood friends. After a few awkward moments, we basically told each other that it was nice to see the other person, and then went about our business. I went back to cleaning the floor, and she and her friends went back to looking at the makeup. I kind of wish that there was more to this, and that we became friends or more, but we honestly never saw each other again. At all. I do remember her name, and I've tried to look her up on Facebook, but I can't find anyone with that name. The only thing that I can think of is that we were supposed to know each other, or somehow knew each other in another life, and the information all flooded back when we saw each other. It's one of those moments that I never forgot, and I guess it was pretty cool how it happened, but really, it kind of weirded me the hell out for a while, and it's never left my mind. I have two weird glitch occurrences that happened on the same road, and they happened a couple of months apart from each other. This road is one that I take to get to my sister's house, and is one that I like to think that I know pretty well, since I'm on it three or four times a month, depending on how frequently I go over there. It's a pretty standard four-lane highway that runs north and south, and it crosses a few other main highways in my county. Basically, it's one of those highways that you take to get to one of the bigger highways. And, being four lanes, two in each direction, it's pretty clear which way you're going and where you need to be to get off the highway. So, the first event is a bit weird, but also fairly short. I was driving down the highway to get to one of the exits, so that I could get on to the main freeway. I was cruising at around the speed limit, which is 65, and I was pretty focused on what was going on in front of me, so it's not like I was distracted. A bit up the road, I see what looks like someone that had pulled over with a flat tire. I remember seeing the car thinking, that's a nice car too, and then thinking that it really had to have sucked to pull over on the highway to change a tire. I remember thinking about how much it would make me panic that someone would be speeding by and not paying attention, and potentially hit the car while I was changing it. I then also remember thinking, oh, you know what, I should get over to the left lane to give them extra space, because that would be the polite thing to do. I glanced up at my rear view and my side view mirror to make sure that there were no cars coming. Then... I hit my signal to get over and looked back forward, and the car was gone. I slowly drifted over to the left lane to give space to a car that was 100% no longer there. It wasn't like I had managed to pass the location before getting over, because 
I still had a few moments before I was going to get to where they were. But when I looked back, there was no car there. I was upset because this now non-existent car made me look like an idiot changing lanes, just to change back like a dumbass. The second event was actually on this same stretch, but it was at the exit to get on to the other highway. This highway runs north and south, and it intersects several other highways that go east and west. Each exit for the other highways become what is known as a cloverleaf exit. If you don't know what a cloverleaf exit is, it's a type of exit that goes into a full circle to get you off one highway onto the other. It's called that because the four exits, an east and west exit on each side of the north and south highway, looks kind of like a four-leaf clover. So, I go to get off the north and south highway, to get on to the east and west highway, and I get into the clover leaf to get off of one highway to the other. I drive the full circle, turning to the right. I follow the whole clover leaf, and then I exit it on to the other highway. Or so I thought. It took me a couple of seconds before I realized what had happened. I somehow managed to get on the clover leaf exit, go around the circle to get on to the east west highway but ended up back on the first highway going north. There was literally no way for me to have done this based on the exit I took, and where I was going. And when I say literally, I mean literally. These exits aren't roundabouts. There's no way to end up back where you came from. But I somehow had. I genuinely have no idea how it happened, but it did. I just sat there staring at the signs on the side of the road and looking at the next exit, which was a full exit away from where I was supposed to go. I really don't know what this was or how the hell it happened, but that was the last time the creepy stuff ever happened on that highway. Thankfully, it's been fairly normal ever since. I wanted to start by saying that I love your podcast, and I'm super curious about the things that people experience on a frequent basis. I have a bit of a story that happened to me, and it may not be as weird as some of the others, but I think it's worth sharing. It was about a week ago when I had this super weird thing happen to me, and I genuinely cannot seem to be able to place it or figure it out. It was early in the morning, and I was going through my routine, going to the bathroom, taking a shower, brushing my teeth, and all that stuff. After I was done with my normal morning routine, I figured I should go ahead and take my dog for a walk. I should mention that, at this point, I had not looked outside, nor had I checked my phone for the weather, and I had no idea what it was like outside. As I was walking toward the kitchen to at least get the Keurig set up, I thought out loud, Huh, I wonder what the weather's like right now. As soon as I finished this thought, I heard what sounded like a radio voice say something like, It is really coming down out there right now and I don't recommend going out for too long. 
it seriously sounded like a radio had kicked on. Like when you have an alarm clock that's set for radio, it had a bit of static in the voice saying what it said, and then it was gone. I was a bit creeped out by it because the voice was completely disembodied, and I had no idea where it had come from. I checked my phone to make sure it wasn't something on that. I don't have any of those home speaker assistant things, so it wasn't one of those. I went downstairs to my bedroom to see if I had a radio that may have kicked on in there, but there was nothing. After a few seconds, I kind of shrugged it off, but then I thought, I wonder if the weird voice was right. I then went over to my front door and opened it, and the second I did, the weather seemed to change from still to downpouring. It was like I opened the door as soon as the storm was about to start. It was definitely cloudy, but it hadn't been raining quite yet. Then I opened the door and the rain just started. I honestly felt a bit weirded out by this. And not only was the weird radio voice right about its forecast, its forecast became right at the minute that I went to look outside. Obviously, I didn't take my pup for a walk, much to his disappointment. I haven't heard anything like this again in my place, and I still, to this day, have no idea what the hell it was. I made sure several times to verify that I didn't have any radios that may have turned on. I've never read about this happening to anyone else, but if anyone had ever experienced a disembodied voice to tell them the forecast at the exact time they asked the universe for it, well... I would love to know about it. This glitch happened when I was around 11 years old. My paternal grandmother lived in South Carolina at the time, and my father was visiting her. They were both alcoholics, and my mom and dad were separated, but not divorced. My father was working in South Carolina, and was supposed to send money to us in Georgia to help take care of my sister and I. But, sometimes he wouldn't send any money, instead he would go on a bender and waste it all in one night. This was back in the early 80s, so there was no direct deposit or anything like that. So the Friday that my mother knew he had gotten paid... She decided to quickly dash down to South Carolina to my grandmother's house that night to try to get some of the money before he wasted it all. Because the payday before this one, he had wasted it all and we were running out of food. I was always up for getting out of the house. I hated sitting at home and I still do to this day. My mom asked me and my sister if we wanted to go. My sister declined, but... Of course, I was up for it. It was already the evening after my sister and I had gotten out of school when my mother thought of this plan. My grandmother's house was at least three hours away. A little background on my mother. She was not the easiest person in the world to be around. She was very strict and she had a short temper. She'd smack the crap out of you before you knew what hit you. She came from an abusive childhood, 
Her father was also an alcoholic, and some of the things I've heard that he did to her and her siblings are nothing short of horror. My mom was also handicapped from a birth defect that really messed up one of her legs. She walked with a limp, and I remember her telling me that she was never able to run, and as a child it made her really sad. She wanted to play with the other kids at school, but she couldn't keep up. On top of all of that, she had six brothers. She was the only girl until her sister was born when she was 14. Her brothers didn't cut her any slack as far as her handicap went, so she had to learn to literally fight from a very young age. When she was newly married to my father, he would get drunk and try to hit her, and she would end up beating his butt. Sadly, as a child, I had seen her many times get him down on the floor and beat the absolute crap out of him, so suffice it to say, she had anger issues, and she could be quite mean at times, both physically and mentally. So, anyways, we get to my grandmother's house that night, and of course, both my grandmother and father are plastered. Luckily, he hadn't wasted very much money. He was passed out on the floor, and... I remember I had to basically pickpocket him to get the money out of his wallet. My mom figured that I could do it easier because I had small hands. Anyways, we get the money and run to the truck to get the heck out of there before one of them wakes up. We're on the road back to Georgia, and I start feeling tired. I'd gotten up early and gone to school that day, so I was pretty worn out. I curl up and put my head on the window of the truck and I fall asleep. I slept for a good while, and I felt pretty rested when I woke up to the truck slowing down. My mom was stopping to get off the interstate. As I woke up, I glanced over at my mother. It was her body and her hair, but her face was twisted and grotesque. She was looking out the window, thank God, because if she had looked at me, I would have had a heart attack. She looked like what can only be described as a hideous demon. Years later, I saw the exact thing that she looked like in the movie The Devil's Advocate. The part of the movie where people's faces shift to reveal their inner demon, that's what she looked like. It only lasted a few seconds and then her face was normal again. For years, I told myself, oh, you were probably half asleep and you just thought you saw it, but I wasn't. I was wide awake and pretty well rested, and I damn well know what I saw. That was the one and only time I ever saw anything like that, thank God. As an adult, I've wondered if she had some sort of demonic possession co-piloting her body. I never told anyone about it until I was married, for at least 20 years, and I have now only told my husband, two daughters, and now all of you. I'll never forget it. it was terrifying. Has anyone else ever had anything like this happen? Well, thanks for listening. I have a really strange but fairly boring or mundane glitch, but I think it's worth telling because of how weird it was, honestly. I'm 17 and still live with my parents, but I have a part-time job in my own bank account. I also have an Amazon account, 
And I spend way too much of my money on random things that I need or want from Amazon. I oftentimes get packages delivered to the front door. It's relevance to what happens, trust me. On the day in question, I was expecting a package from Amazon with a new wireless charger for my phone because I had accidentally broken the plug in my old one. It was a weekday in March because I was still in school, and my parents were at work until around 5.30. I also had the night off from work, so it was going to be a good night. When I got home from school, I saw a box on the front porch, and I knew it was going to be my charger. I grabbed the box, dropped it on the counter, and I used one of the kitchen knives to cut the tape along the top to open it up. I cut the tape that had sealed the box, tossed the knife on the counter, and I opened the box. I grabbed my new charger from it, and then I broke the box down and placed it by the front door so I could toss it into the recycling. I then placed the charger on the counter, and I planned on grabbing it and taking it upstairs, but I had forgotten it on the counter for whatever reason and went upstairs to my bedroom. I sat at my desk and started doing some stuff on my computer until I started feeling a bit tired, and I leaned back in my desk chair, and I guess I dozed off because the next thing I knew, I woke up to the front door of my house opening and then closing. I shook myself awake and headed downstairs to greet my mom. I said hey, she said hi, and then she told me that I had gotten a package, and just asked me if I hadn't heard the delivery driver. I mentioned that I brought the package in and that it was my charger, and she handed me the Amazon box. I grabbed it, but then looked over at the counter where the charger should have been. It wasn't there. I then looked over to the front door where I put the box for the recycling, and it was also gone. I was incredibly confused, as I knew that I had already opened the box and gotten my charger out when I got home, but yet I was holding a sealed box that I assumed contained the charger. I grabbed a knife and cut it open, and sure enough... It was my charger. Now, I know this isn't too creepy, but it was really weird to me, honestly. I've thought about some of the possibilities, but none of them really make sense. One thought is that my mom could have gotten some new Amazon packing tape to retape the box shut just to mess with me, but she couldn't have gotten the tape. And also, why would she do that? I also checked my Amazon app because it says the time when packages are delivered, and the time it says it was delivered was 4.43pm, which was about 45 minutes after I got home, so there's no way that I could have brought it in when I had gotten home. So, that's my glitch. I somehow managed to bring in a charger that hadn't been delivered, and I even opened it, but I left it on the counter when I went upstairs. It was then delivered a second time, about 45 minutes later, and my mom brought the box in, still sealed. It was crazy to me, honestly, but I don't think that I'm going to ever have any explanation for it, other than it was just a weird, glitchy occurrence.
I have a pretty mundane glitch that was actually kind of creepy, and something about it was seriously unsettling, but I'm not really sure what the heck it was or what it was about. What's worse, it wasn't just me that experienced it. My boyfriend also saw the whole thing play out. It actually happened just the other day, so the whole thing is still pretty fresh in my memory. I was downstairs in the laundry room, trying to fill the washing machine with the load of laundry, and when I got to the end of the current basket, I determined that there was a bit more space left in the machine. I yelled at my boyfriend to bring down another basket so I could finish filling it. He runs up to grab one, and then rushes back downstairs to get it to me. I start loading the clothing into the machine, and I get it all filled up. And as soon as I closed the lid on the machine, the light in the laundry room seemed to go out. I kind of screamed as it scared me, mostly because of the timing, and my boyfriend just laughed at me mentioning that the breaker must have tripped or something. I asked him to go check, and he then went over to where the switch was, and commented that it had been flipped to the off position. That was obviously weird, as we were both there by the washing machine, but it wasn't a huge deal. I thought maybe I just didn't flip it all the way on, and the timing was impeccable. Then it got weird. My boyfriend flipped the switch back to the on position, and as soon as the light clicked on, the room was filled with the brightest flash of light that I have ever seen. It was as if someone had taken the flash from one of those Kodak cameras and turned it up to 11. What was weirder was that it wasn't just a flash and then it was gone. It was a bright flash and then it was like it was fading in slow motion, like it was dialed up and then someone was slowly turning it back down. As the light faded, I saw what looked like silhouettes of a person walking from the door to the washing machine, and then saw them loading what looked like clothing into said washing machine. And then I saw a second silhouette walking back down with another basket of clothing. It took me a few moments to realize what I had seen, but I was basically watching what had just happened in some sort of detailless playback form. After a few seconds, the whole thing played out, and it was over, and then the light was gone. I just stood there staring at the room, and then looked over to my boyfriend, but the look on his face screamed what I was thinking. I asked him if he had just seen what I saw, and he just kind of nodded like, yep, let's not talk about it ever. I said okay, checked to make sure the washer had kicked on, and then walked toward the door to go back upstairs. We both went up and just didn't talk about the freaky event that we had both witnessed. Unfortunately, that's the whole story. We both saw this play out and haven't really discussed it because it was weird, and neither one of us has seen anything like it since. The laundry got done as normal, if anyone cares, and the basement still feels like a completely normal room. I have no idea what that was, but if anyone has any thoughts, please do feel free to share them.
I often explore remote locations and old mining areas because I'm an avid rock hound. On one trip in central New Mexico, I left my hotel at 7.30am. My destination was less than 30 minutes away, 10 miles by highway, 3 mile by paved road, and then 2 miles up a relatively well-maintained dirt road, followed by a three-quarter mile hike to the rock hounding spot. It was supposed to be a pretty easy trip compared to others that I have done. When I got off the highway, I decided to fill up on gas for good measure. I kept the receipts, so there's no doubt that I bought gas. About halfway up the dirt road, four miles from the gas station, I noticed my gas gauge drop to about a quarter of a tank. When I got to the area where I needed to get out and start walking, I walked a few feet and noticed a better place to leave my car, so I went back to move it. This took less than ten minutes. My car wouldn't start. The battery was dead. I still had the receipt for the battery in my glove box showing that I had purchased a new one a week prior. I checked it against the battery under the hood, and sure enough, the new battery was installed properly. Luckily, it was under warranty. The entire dirt road was uphill, and I noticed a truck driving up, so I decided to wait and ask for a jump. It was a man and a wife who were very kind, and they gave me a jump. The car started, and I moved it to the new spot. The time was 8.45 when I finally started hiking. The hike itself was uneventful and took 90 minutes. When I got back to my car, it was 10.15 a.m. I was feeling pretty hungry, so I decided to order takeout from near my hotel. I figured it would take me 30 or so minutes to get back, and the food would be ready for pickup when I got back to town. The problem was, when I put in my online order, the confirmation said that my food would be ready at 6 p.m. That didn't make any sense, so I tried calling the restaurant, but got no answer. So, I decided to just drive there and ask them to prepare it ASAP. First, I was going to stop at the gas station and figure out why I didn't get the gas I paid for. I still had the receipt, and my gas tank was still at one quarter. So, I drove the two miles back down that dirt road, and when I reached the end and pulled onto Frontage Road, my gas tank showed that it was full again. When I got to the restaurant ready to tell them 6pm didn't work for me, my order was already ready. That was a relief, but it was then, picking up my order, that I looked at the time. It was 6.05pm. It should have been 10.45am. I looked at the sky and sure enough, the sun was getting low. I lost 7 hours somehow and I cannot account for it. I bring my own computer mouse to work. I'm a weirdo about having a back button on my mouse, and work mice never have them. Anywho, at the end of every day, I go through the same ritual of shutting down and packing up before going home. I pull the receiver out of the work laptop, put it in my mouse, wrap it in a white washcloth to avoid damage, and put it in my bag. 
I got home one night last week and I couldn't find my mouse. I distinctly remember putting it in my bag because it was the last item I put in, right on top. Frustrated, I literally removed every single damn thing from my bag, patted it down, shook it upside down, and nothing. I feel like I go through this quite a bit, and for some reason, I was pissed. Fuming. I know that I'm not nuts, and I know that I put it in my bag. I went to sleep, woke up, grabbed my bag, and went to work. I didn't see my mouse. I opened my bag, and it's right on top. Only thing in that slot of the bag. It's impossible. My anger was certainly disproportionate to the scenario because there's no logic to it, and as much as I try to let it go, it lingers with my subconscious wrestling with the mystery of it. Why? What is this about? Having thrown that kind of tantrum, you better be damn sure that I absolutely made sure I put my mouse in my bag after work the next night. Cursing under my breath the whole time, wrapped it in the washcloth, tucked snug along the side, zipped it up securely, and off I went for the night. I get home, I open the bag, no mouse. No way. Less than 30 minutes ago, I just huffed and puffed like I was somehow proving to myself that it was in the bag this time. I just collapsed in defeat. I sat on the floor for a long time staring and wondering what the hell was going on. Completely different state of mind, this time sedated and out of sorts. To wrap this up, I went to work and the mouse was sitting on my desk. Not in a washcloth, just sitting there. The mostly logical part that runs things in my head knows that we have to move on, but there is a faction that's putting up a fuss and is having a very difficult time moving on until the scene is somehow reconciled. In every other area of life, social, professional relationships, interacting with the public, other basic cognitive functions, physical health, recent blood work was perfect, my memory and recall remain superior to others within a 20-year radius of my age, etc. Things are normal, and there hasn't been any major changes that I can tell, or that my friends can tell and they would most definitely tell me. So, what the hell is this all about? This possible glitch in the Matrix happened a few years ago, before my boyfriend and I lived together. I was headed over to his house to have dinner with him and stay over for the night. He didn't live far at the time, and we live in a small, friendly, quaint, historical town about 30 minutes northeast of the metropolitan area of the rather larger city that we technically live in the greater area of. It's peaceful out here, and it's fairly small as well. Only 5,000 people live in my town, which, in the scheme of things, isn't a lot at all. With that being said, there are no major highways or major roads here. When going through our town, it's all small roads with houses and a lot of trees surrounding everything. A majority of the roads only have two lanes, including the one that I was driving on when this glitch happened. And... 
This is a road that I had probably been on around 400 times, literally, at this point. I knew the turns, neighborhood entrances, houses, everything. I could precisely draw it out on paper if someone asked me to. Well, back to this day. As I was headed to my boyfriend's house, I noticed a gray SUV behind me with a small yellow and blue kayak tied on top of it through my rearview mirror. Nothing much to it, as I was naturally just checking my surroundings through my mirrors while driving, especially since it was twilight. There's one stop sign on this road. As I stopped, I looked at the car clock to check the time. This is something that only takes one second to do, literally, and that is genuinely the time it took me to glance at the time and look back up. When I looked back up to continue driving, the very same SUV with the yellow and blue kayak on top of it was now driving in front of me, and not behind me. I was in shock. I had only looked down for a second, and there's no way this car could have passed me. It's a small two-lane road, and other cars at the time were coming from the opposite direction, too. Meaning... If this car had tried to take the only possible route around me, which is by going into the other lane, it would have head-on collided with another car. I would have also noticed it passing me. Seriously. One second. It's just not possible. In addition, when I checked the time for this split moment, this SUV was also stopped behind me as well. To this day... I still cannot explain how this happened. Maybe another car hit and killed me in another reality during that drive, and I got immediately sent to this current one? My cousins were meant to come over one day, my mom and sister saw them pull up outside. They got out of the car, so my mom and sister started to point out the window, saying, Oh, there they are. Although when I looked, I couldn't see them or the car. I could only hear them talking to each other and the car door shut outside of our flat. I thought they were joking, so I laughed and said, Stop joking, no one's there. And I kept asking them, Well, where are they? They kept pointing at the same time in the same direction and said, There, they're right there, over and over again excitedly. I was so confused because nothing was there where they had pointed. Then, they both noticed them walking to another flat that wasn't ours. They started to bang on the windows to get their attention to no avail, so my mom called them to tell them they were going to the wrong flat. They then said over the phone that they hadn't even left yet. I questioned my mom and sister afterwards why they thought it was them, and they said that it was them. Same red car, same people, same everything. But apparently, it really wasn't them. Several years ago, I worked with a young lady who shared an apartment with her identical twin sister. We worked 3pm to 11pm, 
and lunch was whenever we could squeeze in a bite of food between clients. My coworker and I decided to order a pizza for lunch and split it. We agreed on a large pepperoni with extra pepperoni, and I also wanted an order of breadsticks. We placed the order at the nearest pizza place and continued working. An hour later, our pizza still hadn't arrived. I called to find out what was taking so long, and the restaurant employees said, Oh, we received two identical orders a few minutes apart. The orders had the same last names, too, so we assumed that one of them was a mistake. We cancelled one of the orders. I asked them to look at the first name on the orders. They told me my coworker's name and her twin's name. My coworker called her sister, and yes, her twin had placed an identical order to ours at the same time to the same store. Being twins, they had similar-sounding first names, as well as the same last names, so this thoroughly confused the restaurant employees. We don't live in a large city, but we are in a college town with a population of about 75,000. Pizza restaurants are plentiful, and this was not at a time that would be considered traditional dinner time. I told my coworker that, in the future, all delivery orders would be going under my name, so that their twin bond would not affect my lunch. It was another workday like any other. I work at a printing company that printed various things. This one day in particular, though, was different. And I also want to mention that I worked night shift from around 4.30pm to 3am. Though I'm not sure that had anything to do with this episode of time loss that I experienced. I've worked here for 19 years at the time... And this is the only glitch, if that's what this was. It was the end of the shift, and there was only five other employees that worked with me on this shift, and they had punched out and were leaving. I punched out with them at the same time, but I told them I would be right behind them to leave, but I needed to use the restroom before I left, and I had to pee really bad. After relieving myself, I had dropped the toilet seat down to sit and smoke a cigarette before actually leaving, and I had my phone watching some YouTube videos. And before I say what happened, I say that I'm one who doesn't fall asleep easily at all, and I wasn't feeling tired at this time that this happened. But as I sat and smoked my cigarette, I was watching the random videos, and the next thing I know... I'm waking up to my phone on the ground, and half of a cigarette that went out after I must have dropped it during this very strange blackout. As that's all I can describe it as. But the strange thing is, when I awoke hours later, around 5.45am, the same video was playing at the exact point in which I last remember before the loss of time. And I didn't have my phone on repeat play or autoplay. Also, I woke with a strange feeling of fear and awareness so strong, it was like I was never asleep. It was so strange and, for some reason, really scary to me, and I had this feeling of dread along with it. 
This is something that seemed so strange and eerie to me, and still is, as I've never just blacked out in my life like this, and I hope to never feel that feeling again. This just happened an hour ago. I needed to take my bike out of the basement in the apartment complex that I live in, since they were going to close the basement for the whole day tomorrow. I left my apartment, went down to the basement, and I grabbed the keys to my bike lock. I unlocked my bicycle and put the keys inside my bike lock that I put in my bike basket. That way I can't accidentally drop the keys. I get out of the basement, drove my bike up towards the stands, and looked for a place to park it. I see a parking spot, and I chose to park my bike there. After doing that, I vividly remember walking around the bicycle stand, as I needed to lock the bike from another angle. Due to the fact that there were no spaces left between my bike and the other bikes. I held the bike lock, and I locked my bike. Just to give you a bit of information, what I consider even more weird is that my mom gave me another key for another lock, for extra protection, as there's often bike theft in the area, and she put it on the keyring that I have my actual bike lock key on. I was going to use that bike lock and realized my keys weren't in my hand anymore. I remember dropping the keys and looked at the exact same place where I had dropped them. What did I see? Nada. There was nothing. I used a flashlight, couldn't find anything. I checked the basement, even the other bike baskets on the other bikes, the ground, and the bike wheels. Still, I found nothing. I did it about three times and checked the bushes that I had not even seen. Pretty illogical, but I tried just in case since I couldn't find the keys anywhere. It was about 11 p.m., so the reason might have been that I was kind of half asleep. However, it makes no sense as I would have seen the keys in the basement. Considering you can still lock the bike lock without the keys, my first thought was that they were still in the basement and I was just unaware of it. Or I would have seen the keys, but I didn't see them and I looked everywhere possible. I also lost my card last week as I was going to a graduation celebration. I had only walked around for around 5-10 to minutes, and then realized my card wasn't in my pocket. This of course might have just happened unintentionally, but when it happened, I remembered how I literally had the card just a couple of seconds before it wasn't in my pocket. My decision was to try and find it as I had walked straight, but I couldn't find anything and there was absolutely no wind. A couple days later, someone called and said they had found my card. It's all strange. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did, and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast, or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. 
Just go to YouTube and search As The Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.